0: Welcome to Just Your Kicks Podcast. We are still recovering from this tournament, and more specifically, Argentina's dramatic victory over France in the World Cup final. Messi has his World Cup, and justice has been restored to the galaxy. I know you don't want to hear that in Brazil. I know you don't want to hear that in France. But this has been a remarkable tournament, and at the very end... Against all the odds of what we were seeing from Killing Mbappe, from a resurgent French side, from a shrewd Didier Deschamps who was pulling out all the stops to make sure France had every chance to win this tournament. In the end, it was Argentina, and it was Messi. I'm joined by Mike and Steve. Mike, I'll start with you. At the very beginning of this tournament, you picked Argentina to win this tournament. Is it safe to say they put in their best performance on the biggest stage, and that truly is what champions do?
1: I do. Um, you can make the argument that Croatia was their greatest performance, but through seventy some odd minutes, they were just absolutely dominant and fluid, playing with so much confidence. I had mentioned in our previous in the preview. That World Cup finals are typically very cagey. Teams are just a little bit nervous, cautious. Argentina was the opposite of that, getting two first half goals. And that was certainly the best first half that they've played. And then obviously France made it very interesting at the end. You can argue that Argentina sat back a little bit too much, which they've been guilty of in the tournament. But at the same time, made two mistakes at the back uh, over the course of the game, one of them leading to the first penalty, which kind of turn the tide for the last 10 minutes and credit to Mbappe. I've gone from pre-tournament. I don't know about him mid-tournament. He's good to, as we sit now, he is great. So that I'm still catching my breath, but to answer your question, yes, Argentina showed up when they absolutely needed to. And wow, what a game.
0: We'll dig into the tactics a little bit, but Steve, can you just take a step back and try to explain what this moment in history means as an inflection point in the history of the world's most popular game?
2: Uh, I'm not sure I can describe anything right now. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Messi just reached the top of the mountain. That's, um, I honestly, I'm like so short on words right now. Argentina now gets their third title. So reasserting themselves as like one of the elite teams in world football. He joins Diego as, you know, the savior of the, this Argentinian era and now unquestionably the best of
0: all time just gets that final feather in his cap. Like, I I don't know. It was beautiful. Mike, going back to your comments on Mbappe, we would be remiss not to say that his performance today was nothing short of spectacular and, there was this creeping doubt that I've talked about in the past about Messi's performance on the biggest stage. And it seemed that Mbappe was coming on strong. And we've talked about Messi chasing the ghost of Maradona, chasing the ghost of Pele, everything that he's doing. We are seeing him walk in those footsteps as if that ghost is actually on the pitch with him. But as we started to see Mbappe perform so well, you know, hit the hat trick, do all these things. You start hearing all these records that he's breaking these paths that he's carving for himself. And you feel almost the narrative shifting in real time. How much doubt entered your mind that this story was shifting so radically, so quickly, and that Messi was going to be deprived
1: of this world cup through about 77 minutes. Mbappe, was completely controlled by Argentina's defense. And so if the game would have ended in the 79th minute, you could argue that Mbappe had zero influence on the game, truly. And, you know, he's he's lightning quick. He showed what he's capable of in tight spaces and in quick moments. I mean, he scored goals in back-to-back minutes. And so I thought that Argentina did a fantastic job of keeping him at bay. I had mentioned that Christian Romero would be the most important player for Argentina. And he did a great job of cleaning up when Molina hadn't handled it. That said, once he got the first penalty and scored, that's when I started to shift. And I was like, and Bobby might be taking this from Messi and then that second goal was a fantastic volley. I'm going to make the argument if you're a goalkeeper and you get your hand on it, you should save it. That's the penalty, that's also the volley, but Mbappe hit those with so much venom that that is extremely hard to stop. And I think what's most impressive about those two moments is a very young player keeping his composure. So, I would say, you know, it completely shifted last 10 minutes of regulation Plus stoppage time, and then you started to see France become. You know they they became dangerous those last you know ten minutes after after the first goal. They were just flying, um, and then you know obviously scored the hat trick. Uh, Emmy got a hand to that one as well, um, but you know I I believe he just equaled the goal uh, the record for most goals scored uh, at a World Cup and he's been in two.
0: That's just remarkable. Before we get to our final thoughts, I do want to touch on the performance of Angel Di Maria. Um, In the wake of Argentina's heartbreaking defeat to Germany, where Di Maria was injured, I basically said to anybody that would listen that if he was on the field, that match would have come out differently. Steve, how instrumental was Di Maria today to set the tone, to create, a more fluid attack than we've seen, frankly, from Argentina this entire tournament. I was really excited to see him in for the redemption arc
2: related to your 2014 comment. Um, I think a lot of people wanted to see him kind of have that opportunity to shine because he had such a great span back in the day. And then that injury just kept him out. Um, then moving him to the left, just really created a balance on that side. And he was absolutely giving him the business, giving France the business for the whole game. And it allowed, uh, Rodrigo DePaul to kind of slide towards the right. And they just completely controlled the game. Whenever that setup was, uh, being utilized. And then of course
0: he whiffed and everything changed. Absolutely. Well, Mike, you picked Argentina to win the tournament. Any final thoughts on what has been undoubtedly, in terms of the action we saw on the field, the greatest World Cup of our lifetime?
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I'm a little bitter because I had Messi on Golden Boot, uh, so from a betting perspective, was happy to hit Argentina. Um, but all credit to Mbappe, he did you know phenomenally well. This was the most fitting final possible for the tournament that we just witnessed. Again. Um, I think it's a little bit tough that the greatest World Cup, arguably of all time, happened with some of you know the different circumstances we've we've discussed in the past. But as we mentioned on the preview, uh, the final preview, you know, uh, it, it's great to see the teams that have played with so much respect and have really you know focused on the sport, and we were able to just really enjoy the spectacle, and it was certainly the most exciting from beginning to end, right? It was the, the tournament, obviously, uh, pretty early on, started with one of the greatest upsets of all time in Saudi Arabia beating Argentina and ended with one of the most dramatic games in history. You know, the Iniesta late goal for Spain, uh, Mario Götze late goal for Germany and previous World Cups were very exciting endings. But this game had it all from beginning uh, to end. And I just, you know, Steve has no words, I'm just rambling because <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, I mean, honestly, uh, getting texts from people that don't watch the sport, who are casual sports fans from all different types of, you know, family members, et cetera, uh, this was such an important thing to happen to the sport of soccer in the united states and my dad received a joke text from one of his friends at the end and he said now i understand why people say soccer is boring and it it was you know it 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 showed people why you know we we care so much how exciting this game can be this this tournament was a game changer honestly care too much i'm
2: the range of emotions in that game was very uncomfortable. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So I'll leave you guys with this. Steve, you are a resident historian, but I know that it's going to take a lot of time to unpack emotionally just what we just witnessed. This is a fun tournament, right? What a ride we have been on. Um, You going to miss this one, buddy? (laughs) Yeah, I think I can wrap it up in one word. Um, Just divine. Divine. Indeed. Well, it's been a pleasure covering this World Cup for you guys. Um, Thanks for everybody that's been listening. Um, Please make sure to check us out on Instagram at the Just for Kicks podcast. You can find us on Twitter. And as always, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else, like, subscribe, leave a review, and please stay engaged in the beautiful game. It will repay you so so much so have a wonderful day try to recover try to pick your brains up off the floor congratulations to argentina also congratulations to france a gutsy gutsy performance from a young team that we know will be back